Louis Erickson has agreed to a six-year deal with Vancouver Canucks. Sports fans, you're listening to I Hate This Team, your uh, your best spot for Vancouver Canucks banter. I'm Aaron Warner. With me, Stefan Heck. Stefan, what's up, man? Not too much. I uh, I had I had a nice weekend. I went to a big sports card show. Cool. Uh, I saw Dale Talon there. People nice. were like lining up to get Dale Talon autographs, <laughs> which Canucks I legend. Was- yeah, I mean he's the he's he was their first ever draft pick, right? He was. Yep. <laughs> I mean that was sort of the start of the whole. That's that's just like Canuck luck right off yeah, the bat. Yeah, he kicked it off. I feel like maybe some non-Canucks fans don't actually know the whole story behind that. Where the the way the the draft lottery, if you could call it that, worked that year in 1970 between Buffalo and Vancouver, because they were the two expansion teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, they spun a wheel. <laughs> with the Canucks on it and the Sabres on it. Uh and the Sabres won and they and they drafted Gilbert Perrault. <laughs> one I of mean, the best players of all time. I mean, I guess it doesn't get a lot more fair than spinning a wheel, right? I feel like yeah, I don't know what would be I guess flipping a coin maybe, but then the coin I feel like there's more room for like user error potentially. Yeah. They should have played Plinko. With like alternating Sabres and Canucks logos. That would have been so sick. That would have been really, really good. I would have loved that. Um, The wheel, I guess like, I guess the wheel's fair. I don't know who spun it. Maybe, I guess probably it was the commissioner at the time. Would make the most sense. You have to have a neutral arbiter who's going to be spinning it. But um, man, I mean, that really sums it up. Not that Buffalo has been that much luckier. No. Um, But they've at least had four first overall picks. Um, and I, w- okay, I- I'll say this because I've seen a couple people say this too, is that technically the Canucks did have a first overall pick for a very short period of time. Oh, really? When, when they What's were, this? when they were trading for all the Sedin picks, okay. I think they, they briefly held the first overall pick. Okay. And then they traded away and then made like... the deal with Atlanta. Yeah. Um, but they've, as they've never won the lottery, which is inc- incredible to me. This is just fantasy land talk, but I was thinking about that, uh, bit early like imagine the Canucks do really bad and they land they get second overall somehow is there any conceivable scenario where they could do like their first and second round pick for Bedard or like their first and it would, blank well, or are that like because like Fantilli is really really good too Fantilli is really good the thing with Fantilli I mean this is just from com- completely just from like reading scouting reports and like looking at stats and stuff and, and watching YouTube highlights, he's like insanely good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I would say almost a hundred percent will go second overall. Um, but the thing with him is that he's on like a really, really stacked college team. Right. Um, but then the other thing that's more impressive with him is that he's this young guy playing in college right now and, and putting up these numbers obviously it's, like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's insanely impressive. But I think what Bedard is doing is more impressive because he has like, I mean, we discussed this, I think last week when we looked over McDavid's draft year team, mm-hmm. um, 
Bedard has like no one. It's like just him. So there are, you know, he's, I've seen all these, these highlight videos of him, like making these absolutely obscene passes and then players just completely like whiffing on them. So like <laughs> he, he could be doing so much better, but I, but I think Fantilli is really good. I think if I, I like, obviously just from a total fan perspective, like, I mean, you, you'd have to overpay to get first overall, just, mm-hmm. just because of like, I, I think also part of it is going to be whoever, whatever team wins first overall, that team's fan base is going to be just like all in on Bedard. Right. So like, yeah, if, if, if you're going to make that trade, you have to win it obviously. So I, I mean, I think even like, even considering how good Fantilli looks like he's going to be, um, and Fantilli's quite a bit bigger as well. Right. I he's think that's a bigger guy. Yeah. He's Canadian there. as well. Like, like I'm, I'm fucking stoked. Not that like we ever really get like best on best international competition. Anymore. Yeah. It's been like a decade, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, when that does, I'm sure it'll like, it'll happen again at some point and they're going to be doing the world cup. I think again, at some point too, they which said like not until 2024 at the latest. Yeah. And I don't know if they're going to do like the whole team North America thing again, which would be too bad because yeah. that was so cool. I love it. It was that. cool, but also, also at the same time, like they should have just had Connor David on Team Canada, I, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess it's like they had to try something different to sort of get people on board with the tournament because otherwise, it's like no yeah. one really cares. Um, I think like if you're trading second overall for first overall this year, at the very least, you are giving up your first round pick the year after. Yeah, as the well. following year, and probably. Well, not probably, definitely like a top tier prospect too. Um, but Which I don't the Canucks think, don't have. No, exactly. But I, I don't think, because like I don't, obviously Bedard is better than Fantilli. I don't think it's that much of a drop off, but it's, Bedard is so fucking good. Um, I mean, I, I think you're looking at like three first rounders minimum to even to trade up from like second, just, just because of like how it would look for yeah, the GM of, of that team, all. the optics of it. It, for them to say no to Connor Bedard. The, the other the other scenario I was fantasizing about is if the Canucks are able to sell Bo Horvat to someone for a first round pick this year, if yeah. they could attach that as well, and then you're not like completely punting on 2024. But I mean, I think it's maybe more realistic to like move up into the top three, like second mm. and third, or maybe even like fourth potential. But like, I don't. This draft is so so crazy. Like, and and you know we keep talking about it, but. Um, it, a top, top 10 pick is obviously I would love a top four or five pick. Um, but a top 10 pick is nothing to sneeze at in a draft like this. Like you're, you're going to get a blue chip prospect. Well, um, we are, we are nearing very closely to American Thanksgiving. That's right. And so everyone likes to say 75% of the teams in a playoff position, stay in a playoff position at American Thanksgiving. And Let's see, where the, are the Canucks? The Canucks are really looking like they're going to be a bottom 10 team. For the Canucks to be where they were last year when they fired Benning and Travis Green, they'd have yeah. to go 500, and I think that was from before the LA game. So, yes. I mean, they're they're on the right track, but they haven't been 500 yet this year. So, it's really funny. I'm just looking at the standings right now. The Pacific, mm-hmm. the Pacific is like they so blow. weird. <laughs> Like Edmonton is not I didn't I didn't even realize this. They're they're only ten and eight. Yeah. Uh, Calgary has not been playing very well. I've, I've been hearing uh, a lot about Calgary and i I mean I watch quite a few of their games because my girlfriend's a, a Flames fan. Yeah. And I don't really pay close attention to them. But Markstrom looks bad. 
Markstrom looks bad. Hubert Doe's not doing very well. I no. know Sutter's been like calling him out. Yeah, he got and, relegated to the third line. Oh man, that's not well, the other good. thing with, with with the Flames is like Mangia. Did they lose, did they lose to Florida? By the way, uh, they wanted they, a shootout. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. But like Mangiapane scored thirty five last year, and he has just been MIA this season. So they're not getting that sort of secondary scoring. And right, I'm sure. Like, I haven't looked into it, but I'm sure their underlying numbers are that where like they'll be okay. I, I'm well, they they strike me as a team that could go on like a St. Louis type run. Right. Oh, totally. Um, well, you, spe- you know they have the horses for it. Right. Speaking of St. Like, Louis, they tied with points with Calgary right now. Oh, St. Louis has won six in a row. Yeah. <laughs> They so, are they're playing the way people expected them to play. They're um, back, baby. Although, look, if we're talking about win streaks. Mm-hmm. Hey, two in a row for the Canucks. Yep. Not, yeah, nothing to sneeze at. I guess let's talk about the actual Canucks. They are, by the way, 26th right now in the league. Uh, behind oh, Chicago, uh, tied in points with San Jose. Actually above Buffalo now, one of the teams that they beat. Yeah, Buffalo's then, looked really rough. Yeah, Although I will say, eight game losing Buffalo, skid. Buffalo easily could have won the game against the Canucks. The Canucks yeah. did not look good in that game. So the Canucks this week, uh, only two games. So they played Buffalo, where they won five four, but they really tried to choke that league league yes. lead. I didn't think they looked good uh, at no. all. I mean, Tage Thompson was just picking them apart. The, yeah, the the Tage Thompson. Well, he didn't score the goal, but. The move he pulled on OEL, where OEL ended up like backwards and like spun around. God, was OEL so looked funny. so bad. Yeah, there's a really funny play in that LA Kings game where like OEL accidentally blocked a shot because he was again spinning around or falling down or something, and it just luckily bounced off of him at the end of the yeah. game. Um, I forget which goal it was. I think Buffalo's third goal where they hit two posts in a row and then did the same move the third time and it actually went in like you could just yeah. feel the goal coming yeah i'm shocked buffalo didn't win that game based on like the pressure they had it just felt i mean buffalo's just playing bad right now and they're not getting good goaltending and now not that Comrie has been good but he's out for a while mm-hmm. um i can't believe craig anderson is still playing like he's, it seems like it seems like he's been like 42 years old for like a decade now um, <laughs> right, and he's and he's still going. He's still. I, I don't want to say he's going strong, but he's an NHL goalie. Hey, he looked good in that first game against Vancouver. That's true. I mean, um, Vancouver looked really bad. It did. <laughs> uh, so I, I was listening to Yannick Hansen on 650 in an interview, and yeah. he was talking about the Canucks trying to defend that lead, even though they won. And it was, I believe, Myers and Garland that shot for the empty net. And his words were, and I laughed that he said this on the radio, they're too horny to score the empty net goal. <laughs> Interesting. And he's okay. like, he's, he was talking about it from a, a like player and coach perspective. And he's like, yeah. if you score that goal, the coach will congratulate you and pat you on the back and say, good job for getting it, but make sure you don't miss because yeah, yeah if you score the goal, great, you're probably going to win the game. But if not, you've, Giving them another offensive zone faceoff with a chance to score on you. And he yeah. says, like, look at how the team plays when they are defending a lead with an empty net. <laughs> He's like, the only player that won't rifle it down the ice to try and score an empty net goal is Bo, Hover- Bo Horvat. He's the only person yeah. that does the like right thing when he's out there. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just the, the, the team for a long, long time now, the decision making just doesn't seem to be there. Uh Case in point, I guess this was was this in the this was the LA game where Stillman had one of the worst giveaways I've ever oh seen. Oh my god, they were so lucky not to get scored on there. That was like 
I mean, Lucas Spiza made obviously a lot of very stupid plays in his time on the Canucks. Mm-hmm. So did Erica Branson. That I feel like that like topped all of them. That was one. So given the context of it, right? Because it was like what there were like five seconds left in the period, right? Mm-hmm. All he has to do is like bank it off the glass and out. And he has time. He's behind the net by himself. And what does he decide to do? Like throw it. Okay. Even if you, okay. He So he made the decision to throw it right up the middle. Even mm-hmm. if you are going to throw it right up the middle, like throw it high, right? And like throw it hard. He yeah, just like. Use that five seconds. Oh my God, man. I, like I could not believe. And the only reason Fiala didn't score was because Kempe's stick was on the ice from a, a previous play. <laughs> um, that would have been so funny. I can't believe he's still in the lineup. Like, it's incredible to me well, that he's that, still in the lineup. I'm trying to find who had the quote from Boudreaux today after practice, but he was asked about uh, Kyle Burroughs and not playing Kyle Burroughs. Yeah. And he said, like, Burroughs' position on this team. Okay, here we go. He knows what his role is. He's a seventh D. He works hard. He practices hard. And when he gets in, he's always um, he's got to always be ready. That's his role, and he knows it. And it's like... Why the fuck isn't that Riley Stillman then, man? I, I don't I mean, get it at all. is so much better. The Riley Stillman thing is very weird to me because it seems like, that to me seems like it, if he's playing, it would be because management wants him in because they traded for him. It feels like but, sunk cost, yeah. But but judging by management and like how they, maybe, maybe there is something there because Boudreaux had an interesting, I think it was a Patrick Johnson article where he was basically like, you know, uh, if Rathbone gets sent down or whatever, he gets like sent down. If uh, if Dermot needs to go down to the AHL for a conditioning stint, I don't have any say in that. Like he's essentially saying his hands are tied. Mm-hmm. Um, it really does seem like he's a dead man walking. And it's um, it's really funny that he <laughs> he's like what what he started his conference with. He's like still here or something like that. Yes. Yeah. God, I mean, I I or live another I, day. <laughs> I, look, I I love Boudreaux. I just I feel like I feel so bad. He's the one guy I feel so bad for on this team because none of this is his fault necessarily. He's doing the best with what he's given. Mm-hmm. The Stillman stuff, it the Stillman stuff seems insane to me that he's not like I I don't understand the Burroughs thing at all. Burroughs is is good. Like yeah, he's legitimately he's cool. good. I think his underlying numbers are decent too. Like he's he's a tough guy out there. He's a great teammate. Uh, he tries his hardest and he doesn't make stupid plays. He, he makes the, yeah, he makes the basic boring play, but you need that sometimes. Right. Like he, he sort of reminds me of like, uh, like, uh, Aaron Rome, right. Yeah. Aaron Rome got shit on all the time back in like 2011, you know, 2010, whatever. But mm-hmm. he was like a serviceable seventh defenseman who would come yeah, in and like he was great play pretty good. Even someone like Andrew Alberts, obviously he was like a huge player, very different player from Burroughs. But, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's the type of player where, the, the thing with the Canucks now is basically you look 10 years ago, 12 years ago, whatever, the Aaron Romes, the Andrew Alberts, those guys were like the seventh, eighth defensemen. And now they're like the third and fourth defensemen on the Canucks. Yeah. And, and that's really the big difference. Now, I, I do want to get more into like Boudreaux and, and the, the greater pitcher, but we should probably talk about that LA Kings game as well uh, before, before going into the bigger stuff. Yeah, it was it was the best the Canucks played all year. I think that but, that or the the Pittsburgh game, maybe. Yeah, I mean they only let in one goal, but it was also propped yeah. up by the fact that Demko made thirty seven saves and was like vintage Demko again. Th- yeah, so this to me was like a classic Canucks win from the last couple years, where yeah. they played like they played pretty good. 
Um, but you know, it easily they were still making bad defensive plays and miscues, and it easily they easily could have lost. Like that this Stillman game. play, right? <laughs> like the Stillman play, yeah, exactly. I mean, Demko played out of his mind, and it's like obviously we want to see more of that. Uh, all the, you know, depends on what your goal yeah. for the season is, but maybe we don't want to see more of it, but, um, you know, it, it is, it is good that he's playing better. Obviously we want to see if he can sustain it for longer periods of play. Um, because he, how many, how many wins does he, obviously, two. obviously goalie wins are not he has know, two. conducive. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, he played great. It was good to see. It was, I will say it was very touching to see Besser smiling and having yep. fun out there. That was very nice to see. Pedersen looks insane. Yeah, that Kuzmenko pass to Pedersen. Oh, my God. That was such a smart play, too, because he knew the guy in the middle didn't have a stick. Mm -hmm. And so he knew he could, like, whip it across the ice like that. But just, like, the the look off before he did the little pass, like... That was that was such a nice pass. That was one of my favorite goals of the year so far because that Kuzmenko pass was unreal. Man, um, Kuzmenko, I, man. like I love watching Kuzmenko play, and I love like seeing some of the things he does. But it's like it's like the last day when you're on vacation where you know it's going to end soon. <laughs> I know. Well, that's that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, I've seen people talk about trading him at the deadline, and it's like maybe that is maybe that's the play. Maybe that's the thing to do. Depending, you know, depending on how. Uh, the rest of the season goes, but the thing with him is like, even if his numbers are pretty decent and I think they will be like, Mm -hmm. what is he going to bring back? You know, obviously if you're not going to resign him, then trade him for whatever I'm on, I'm I'm on that boat all the time, but like a player with like no track record in like the, in the playoffs, this is his first year in the NHL. Um, you know, how much, how many points is he on pace for right now? I mean, he's looking pretty good. Let me let me see. I, I imagine uh, it's got to be something like fifty or sixty points, right? I think it's a bit. Yeah, yeah. He's at he's got thirteen points in seventeen games, right? Yeah. Like he's he's yeah. looking quite good. Uh, he's shooting at seventeen and a half percent, so that might go yeah, down. Yeah, might go down. Um, man, he's but he's so much fun to watch. Yeah, I really, I really hope at. they, I hope they resign him. I mean, because the thing is, as well, like, I get the whole idea of getting rid of as many players as possible, and I, I do hope they trade Horvat. Um. Because I don't think they're gonna. I don't think resigning him is a good idea, and I don't want them to let him walk away for nothing. Although that's preferable to resigning him, I think. Um, but you know, I think you can have a player like Kuzmenko on a younger rebuilding team potentially. Totally. The question is, like, does he want to be on? Uh, does he want to, you know, live? Yeah. That like, rebuild? what are his goals? Right. Like. Yeah. I mean, if he just simply wanted to like score a bunch of points and try and cash in on a big contract. You have to think he would have gone to Edmonton, right? Oh, I mean him playing with uh, McDavid would be so disgusting. Uh, I I think, you know, Vancouver versus Edmonton as cities definitely did play a role there. Yeah. And I I think also Vancouver having the Russian connection played a role too. Yeah. So there's definitely Um, like positives to Vancouver besides like outside of hockey. Right. Uh, yeah. for especially for like a Russian player like him. So maybe that's enough that he'd want to stay around and like you know hockey players don't like moving their stuff, right? So that could be yeah. another component as well. But I I certainly think if you get to the deadline and you're not in a playoff position and there's uncertainty, like I don't know if they're like speaking to his agent or whatever about being re-signed. Well, his he, agent get, is also Klimovich's agent and is is he Pod Pod Colson's Colson's agent, agent too? as well, yeah. Yeah. Stan Milstein, so. right? Yeah, damn it. He's he's the agent who has all the Russian clients, yeah. basically. Uh, um, 
Yeah. Uh, Klimovich, I believe, got his fourth healthy scratch of the year. Yeah, I don't know what's... Today? I mean, yeah. I it, the, Again, the fact that he is one of their top three prospects uh, really speaks to how poor their prospect pool is, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> as fun as Klimovich is in like the highlights I've seen, and mm-hmm. as much as I want him to succeed, it's just like... He better not be scratched in the fucking game I go see him play in Calgary against the Calgary <laughs> Wranglers. Is that, the, is that the AHL team yeah. in Calgary? Yeah. That's great. Is they, the, and that, that's, the, that's the Flames AHL? Because yeah, Sto- it was Stockton before. It was Stockton, right? Stockton before, Heat. yeah. So it's yeah. the Flames, uh, Flames farm team, and they play out of the Saddledome as well. And I think we got we got four tickets for 100 bucks, And it's like right bad. behind the... I think we sat, we're sitting like right behind the, the players' bench as well. It's going to be pretty cool. Going to minor league hockey games... When I, when I, went, to, I went to University in Victoria, and... Uh, we went to uh, a Victoria Salmon Kings game when they had the ECHL team oh, there. Oh, sick, yeah. And we went, uh, it was me and like five friends and it was like dirt cheap and we just got like so shithouse drunk <laughs> and it, it was like family night or whatever, uh, which we didn't realize. So they were just like, we were just surrounded by like young families and like kids and stuff and we we're just like, oh man, like we, we were like trying to like behave ourselves, you know, but... Um, my that, one buddy got, my one buddy got kicked out before the game started. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's happened to me at like, uh, lacrosse games, the, uh, the Calgary roughnecks. I'd go like rugby friends and we'd be again, shithouse drunk yeah. and like singing songs and whatever. And then you look around and there's a bunch of families around you and you feel bad. Here's a completely funny, irrelevant anecdote about the roughnecks. So they had like Calgary flames, colors, red, black, whatever. And then they got their chief sponsor to be WestJet. And WestJet's like, we're not going to be your main sponsor if you have red on your jerseys. So they changed their team colors to be like black, gray, and I want to say teal, which is the WestJet color. Okay. Um, Interesting. I, I, it's got to be like an Air Canada thing, right? Like that's our competitor's color. You got to stop. I think that's got to be it. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. God very, damn. very Vancouver Canucks move there. Yeah, no, it's just <laughs> black and gray now. So this week for the Canucks coming up is, uh, and by, so they beat LA, was it 4-1? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't and, think and they again, And again, they looked, they did look good that game. I think goaltending I mean, they can score some, some and they issues, have a good goalie when he's playing good, so. That was the first game. I don't want to say Demko stole that game because they, they did score four goals and they yeah. looked okay offensively, but uh, Demko definitely helped a lot. Uh, but he's, you know, he's going to have to steal some games coming up because yeah. they're playing it's Vegas, Colorado, Vegas up next. Right? Yes. Oh, and Vegas looks so good right now. So they lost, uh, Edmonton yesterday. They did, but they, they still have like, I think almost twice as many points as Vancouver. Right yeah, now, no, they, so. they have looked really good from like, what a, I'm actually excited to watch that Vegas team team cook a oh, little yeah. bit because they, I want to uh, see Eichel play more. I, I've never yeah. really watched Eichel play before because he was, he's out in Buffalo before. So and he's been hurt um, for so long as well. And he and he looks quite good this year too, which I'm oh, I'm happy about. I'm glad. Man, it good. is it is a murderer's row of games coming up. Yeah, here. man. This is I mean this is ba- not that I th- I think the season has essentially been decided already, but this is really the run that's going to decide it. For yeah. Them. So it, it's it's Vegas, Colorado, Vegas, San Jose Sharks, Capitals, Panthers. Man, well the Caps kind of suck this year, right? Yeah, it's still better than Vancouver. Um, for sure. And then Florida, Florida's just a good team. Mm-hmm. Man, I love those those Florida reverse retros are they look really, so really good. They um then it gets like kind of easy again. Like coyotes 
But that, yeah. that's definitely a game that Vancouver will love to lose. Oh, that's, that's a trap game. That and like yeah. the San Jose game. I mean, if there's anything we know about the Canucks is they love playing down to their opponents. Oh, level, and so. that Coyotes game is at home on a Saturday night. That's going to be Ooh. good. I, I, gotta, I, I am going to try and get to some more. I know I don't want to like give the team money, obviously, but mm-hmm. there's nothing better than seeing an NHL game in person, even if it is the Vancouver Canucks. So <laughs> I probably will be going to a couple games like over Christmas break or something, yeah. but... And we got to get you out here for a game. Yeah, too. we were true. we were gonna go last year, and then you got COVID. And then I got but... I got COVID. It was very yeah. oh man, oh, that was so tragic. <laughs> what game was that? Was that the Buffalo? Uh, that was game? the Buffalo game. They lost at home. Yeah, yeah. On a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe for the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so this season, uh, so one thing I wanted to talk about was I they're gonna have to rebuild at one point no matter what it. And if it's not this year, they're going to be forced into it in a year or two from now, because yeah. this is the best this roster is ever going to be pretty much. I mean, I, I guess like you could say the best they were was the bubble roster, but that roster was so different. That roster yeah. had other players. That's not um, like the construction of this team right now. Yeah, exactly. So I think, <sighs> Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, like they're they're topping out as the type of team that could squeak into the playoffs, and you're hoping that they're going to surprise someone in the first round, right? I mean, like, like their blueprint was just what Nashville did last year: have a insanely good run from your goalie, have yeah. players put up numbers that they've never put up before, like Forsberg and um, Duchesne did when they had both yeah. had forty goal seasons, and then. Uh, What's his, uh, Roman Yosi scored over a hundred points as a defenseman. So you would yeah. need, you know, the season that you're getting from Bo Horvat, like he'd have to finish at 40 goals. You'd have to have Pedersen also finish at above 40 goals, above a hundred point points, which he's at right now. You'd need Demko to be absolutely insane. And you'd also need Quinn Hughes to take another step. And then look what happened to them in the playoffs. They got shit kicked yeah. by Colorado. <laughs> uh, and like after the season, what's going to happen? What? There's really two options. They can re-sign Bo and then yeah. get even less deep somehow because you're not going to be able to hold on to Kuzmenko. I believe uh, Hoaglander's a pending RFA as well, right? So he'll be due for a raise, you would think. Well, yeah. I mean, he's I not mean, at this putting rate, up points necessarily. Yeah. He's going to get Sven Barchdied. But uh, OEL and Miller are only going to get older and shittier. And I mean, Miller is Miller's putting I'll say with Miller is he's he's putting up numbers like on paper, but yeah, like, he's producing. I, have, I have never seen he's so checked out defensively. Yeah, he's so bad defensively. I don't know where to look this up, but I remember hearing his. Uh, OK, maybe natural strat trick will have it for individual players. But at five on five, how many points does he even have? It's, it's not like very many. I don't, I, don't know, right? I don't know if he has a five on five goal. I don't think he has a five on five goal this year. Um, he's he's like a power play poacher and he's good on the power play i mean and that's that's not a skill you can like sneeze at necessarily but man that contract just looks really bad already um i guess if he's i guess the idea is if he's putting up like 80 points a year then maybe he's still tradable which is good yeah um i think he's playing at a level right now where you could still potentially trade that contract he Um, has um he has four goals on five on five and zero assists Oh, it was the assist stat. Yeah, I think I saw. Yeah, that's that's incredible. <laughs> God damn, 
Man, but Pet, I will say, uh, I am. I, I predicted before the year. I said forty goals and ninety plus points for Patterson, and it I mean, does look like, like it looks like that's going to happen if he continues at this pace. He yeah. is playing. He's playing so well, dude. Like so, he he looks so good. I, then that's another thing that I, I always come back to as well is I think Pedersen's gonna kachuk us. I wouldn't blame him. What? Yeah, to be me honest. neither. Which, that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't be mad at him. It would suck to see, but why would he? Why would he want to stay here? He's like you know? the hero we deserve, but not the hero we need right now. He's yeah. like him. Because, him leaving in free agency or demanding a trade would almost be like the best thing that could happen to this team. Absolutely. Although you know, it's how many years he has uh, this year and one more after, right? Um, yeah, because it was so, a three-year like bridge deal, and it takes him to one free agency, year right? before he's a UFA. Yeah. So um, he could after if he wants to not sign a extension, take his qualifying offer and then walk straight to free agency. For sure, which I again, I wouldn't blame him for doing. It it and it's it's one of those things where it's like it's, it'd be a hard lesson. Uh, but maybe it's the best thing for this group to be like, "Oh, okay, fuck. We really <laughs> do have to do a proper rebuild. We have to do a hard reset here." Um, there really hasn't been much news in terms of like Rutherford, uh, Alvin, what they want to do. The I, one, I, the one rumor that came up was the Myers one. Yeah. Uh, which which was, is the trade to Ottawa for Zaitsev. Yeah. So um, it was Myers for an even shittier player, but one that's getting paid less. Yeah. His contract is the same amount of time. Um, so that's, that's so one almost, year after this one, but he's making 4.5 instead of six. So it would give them... Y- 1.5 in cap space and then make the team actively worse, which maybe isn't yeah. the worst thing in the world. I don't, I don't hate that. Um, I guess the thing is like, does Zaitsev have a no trade clause too? Yes. I know yeah. He, Myers he, has, does. he actually has the same no trade clause that I w- I uh, Myers has, both, which is like a limited 10 team. Yeah. I wonder if they both vetoed the trade. That would yeah. be so funny. <laughs> I believe, I believe Dolly wall said that Myers wasn't asked to waive. Okay, According so maybe to what he heard, who, but there was definitely yeah. smoke there. I believe that was like Friedman did, did talking see, about it on uh, Saturday. Zaitsev like threatening that guy on Instagram too. Yes, that was really funny. <laughs> like the, the guy posted like a like a relatively harmless meme from what I saw. Yeah, um, it, was, it was just like the stats of when uh, Zaitsev's in the lineup versus when uh, he's not in the lineup, and all of yeah. their they haven't won with Zaitsev in the lineup. When the meme I think that's was what made. it was. Yeah, and. But then, so then it was like Zaitsev and like his entire extended family just like <laughs> messaging this guy on Instagram in like Russian and just like threatening his ass, um, which I thought was very funny. Uh, and yeah, asking to meet in person and uh, and that sort of thing. I, I do feel like I feel like the NHL could use uh, a player on Twitter uh, like Kevin Durant for the NBA. Oh yeah, that'd be sick. Durant is like one of the best posters alive. Like he's yeah. so funny on Twitter. Um, and you just don't see that with the NHL, I guess because hockey players just don't have personalities for the most part. Mm-hmm. And if they do, it's like, uh, it's like Ryan Whitney style personalities. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe we're uh, asking too much. I, I opened up cap friendly to look at Pedersen's contract status. And I just saw that JT Miller signed until I'm 40 years old. Yeah, man, it's not good. <laughs> it's it's really bad. It's so bad. So I, I think mean, I, that- I think I've moved off the the OEL buyout thing. By the way, I'm I'm fine buying him out like a year or two from now, which yeah. will make the the buyout less painful. 
and also, if we're trying to suck ass on purpose for a couple of years, yeah, you might as well not? just keep, keep he'll, him he'll in the He'll get lineup, you at the cap you know? floor. Like, yeah. I mean, what's the... Because there's no way that he's going to be playing when he's... He's not uh, going to all of a sudden get better. Yeah, like, he when, he's, is, when he's like 20, 36, 37 years old, there's no he's, shot. He's barely an NHL player right now. Like, he's, he's just... It's just seeing him, like, just scrape himself around I mean, the ice. In like a he, just he just world, so if you were bad. trying to win, he would be a healthy scratch. Oh, absolutely. Like be playing Kyle Burrows over him. And that's what you wonder with the sort of the, the rumors or the comments about how Boudreaux, you know, he's feeling sort of like down to his last life, down to his last chance. And he's just like playing the guys he can rely on, like the veterans and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like, is that OEL? Like, does he think he can rely on OEL? Because that's <laughs> a problem, if so. Maybe based uh, on, like, reputation. Like, he's been and that's the league. Because, be like, right? can... like, OEL is definitely not management's guy, you know? No. Um, but I don't think he's necessarily Boudreaux's guy either. But, like, I, I, I haven't looked at his time on ice. I did see something about how he, he played less minutes than you would yeah, maybe expect the I last couple of games. he went down to like 17 minutes yeah. in the, the Buffalo <laughs> and game. And he's just making so much money and he's signed forever. <laughs> <laughs> so are are you necessarily surprised that nothing happened last week, be it a coaching change or a trade with, with Rutherford's comments and then how that last road trip went? I mean, it, it does seem like Boudreaux could still get fired at any moment. Uh, and it seems like he's just sort of like playing out his time here. Uh, I, I still would not be surprised to see him get fired. Like he could get fired while we're recording this episode. He could get fired a month from now, you know, but, um, I, I do think it's happening and I, 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 it feels like it's going to happen before the end of the year. Um, but this also seems like maybe the perfect time to do it where, um, you know, yeah, they've won two in a row, but now they're going into like an actual test against like, they have three games back to back to back against like mm-hmm. extremely good teams in Vegas and Colorado. And if they get like blown out of the water in like, if they get blown out of the water immediately, uh, the first game of, of that bunch of three, I, I could see him just being gone later that night. But we, we thought I, that last year as well with green, right? Like they went on, yeah. I think it was Colorado, Vegas, Colorado last time. Yeah. And they got absolutely demolished in those games. And I kept thinking, well, this is it. And then nothing happened for another month. So I'm not shocked. You know what? I'm especially not shocked after the trade deadline and after the draft and after free agency when JT Miller just stayed on the team. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Cause like I was convinced that okay we're gonna see major surgery this summer this this July first is going to be crazy this is it oh the draft is going to be crazy and it it wasn't at all um, it just feels like that's never it's it's going obviously it's gonna have to happen at some point but it's and we're just it's never gonna feel like it's gonna happen until it actually happens because the Canucks never really make the right decision I mean it took them how long to fire Jim Benning. Like if you just again, like even just putting aside all of the horrible decisions he made year after year after year, if you listen to this man speak and then put him in charge of your billion dollar business, like what is wrong with you? I know this is like an, a sports thing where you're hiring ex players, you know what have you to run your business, but like. I mean, goddamn! Like Steve Eiserman, at least sounds like he went to fucking high school. You know, like I, I just—it <laughs> still blows my mind. And I guess obviously there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, and and there's stuff going on with ownership, and you know who knows just how involved they were 
But like, and so if you have a yes man, you might as well keep him on board. But it's just like, man, like Benning never said anything that inspired confidence in me. No. Like ever, ever. Even when he acknowledged that the team was not playing as well as they should have, like he he just sounded like, he sounded like fucking Eeyore. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, it's it, hard, you know. <laughs> oh my God, man. I mean, that's one thing I, I do not miss is like, you know, Rutherford and Alvin at least are for the most part saying the right thing. And maybe yeah. they haven't been doing the right thing, but <laughs> it's um, a step. It's a step in the right direction. And I'll, I'll say this as well. The the bear trade, I think, looks pretty good. Yeah. Stunika, Stunika looks good. Looks, I like yeah, him. Yeah, he looks pretty good. And of too. course he's he's injured now. Yeah. Uh Lazar it, is back now and he's he's looking I, I was I mean it speaks to sort of how bleak the season has been that I was excited to see Curtis Lazar back in the lineup, but he was, uh, he was fun to watch. He was throwing his weight around. He was good. And he, he also has sort of that like baby face on him, which I, which mm-hmm. I like as well, where he's just got this round face and he's always smiling. No, I've, liked, um, I've liked Lazar as well. It's just, it's just all shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic though. Right. Like, Oh yeah. Cool. Like, so yeah, I, I've liked Stanika as well. I've, I've enjoyed watching bear play. It's unfortunate that he's been saddled on to uh, OEL. <laughs> like, I don't think that's doing him any any favors. No. But his, his retrievals have looked good. Um, he can make a pass out of his zone, which is nice. He can skate. I, I yeah, I, li- I like Bear. I sort sorted the NHL standings by point percentage as well. Yeah, and the Canucks are also in in twenty six. Oh, the man. same story. <laughs> okay. Well, I uh, I did sort of want to talk about. To go back to Connor Bedard for a second. Ah, yes. Uh, yes. So obviously, we really do want him to be on the Vancouver Canucks, like more than anything. Mm-hmm. That would be so sick. That would be by far the best thing to ever happen to the Canucks in their entire existence, like mm-hmm. bar none. Um, but if he doesn't go to the Canucks, uh, maybe I should say when he doesn't go to the Canucks. Yeah. No, what team? What team do you want him to go to? Either for and there's various reasons. It could be for entertainment purposes. It could be because he will leave as soon as he's able to and come to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for entertainment purposes, uh, Anaheim is maybe my number one choice. Yeah. So I'm looking at points percentage. Our our bottom, we'll say seven teams because that includes Vancouver, Anaheim, yeah. San Jose, Columbus. Ottawa, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. Buffalo, okay. Arizona, and Vancouver. And then actually Washington is eighth. Interesting. And then Chicago. I think you got to include Chicago and probably Philadelphia in the conversation yeah, as Chicago's well over the entire and, season. Maybe Montreal, sucks. but they're probably not going to be that Man, bad. If, if Buffalo gets Bedard, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> as uh, I, Again, I will say like... That would be very fun, I think. Yeah, no, um, like that'd be a very cool team to watch. Um, yeah, because you'd have him and and Tage Thompson down the center, right? Oh my god! I mean, just but like Bedard and Zegris, I think is my number one. That that would just be so fun to watch. Uh, like them on like the power play, uh, like Zegris, McTavish, Bedard, Drysdale. Uh, you know, Minchikov down the road on like, the power play would be so disgusting. It would be really cool. Uh, for that to happen, it'd be cool that it would be in our division as well. So we I know get that's to the see it thing. a lot. And those like Vancouver players that come back and play in Vancouver always like lighting them up. So yeah. uh, and Anaheim also like it, it, I know it's like right next to LA, but like I'm sure it's still you know for it's a, a good a hockey place, player, yeah. it's a pretty good place to live. Yeah, and, like, like be relatively anonymous as well, right? Like even if totally. you're like a star player. Um, so, so Anaheim would be 
good for entertainment value, bad for potentially Actually coming back to Vancouver. Vancouver. I think it's this. Col- Columbus, oh, I think, is maybe the best option. For Columbus like, would be best if we want to get him to Vancouver. Like he could definitely so. pull a Tavares there. Yeah, um, and like if Ottawa play- as well, probably. I here's, would say. Here's the other thing: like if players learn from Kachuk, which I kind of hope that they do. Yeah, like we could see that happen at an earlier age than the Tavares stuff happened. Which, like. I was, I'm kind of hoping Pedersen does it as well. I'm not hoping like I'd love to have Pedersen retire as a Canuck with three cups, but yeah. that's not going to happen. Right. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, I'm, if, I'm, if, I'm if fine. The, team the player should have more power. Yeah. Like if the that, team doesn't right? correct course, like I would like to see that because like, if that's a thing that the NHL players get into, I think that's only good for the league. And it's especially only good for Vancouver, which is a city that produces a lot of good NHL players, especially now, and is like a nice place to live. If if that's also what it takes to to wake, I mean, it would never wake Francesco Aquilini up. Like he he's never going to he's never going to learn. Yeah. But but maybe his dad or his brothers. If if it takes Pedersen demanding a trade for them to realize just how badly they fucked this up, uh, then you know what? It's it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything to get Aquilini, you know, out and away from the organization as as fast as possible. But mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I hope it doesn't happen. I love Pedersen. He's so much fun to watch. He's genuinely really good. He's, he's gone. He's taken another step this year. He looks mm-hmm. so fucking cool with his, like with his beard yeah, and, and his, his shaved uh, head, and his buzz cut, his, his Sedine look. Yeah, man. He looks fucking badass, and he's really, really good. Like he's such a good player and he's so fun to watch. Um, and I, I don't want him to leave for nothing. And I mean, I don't trust this. <laughs> I don't trust this team to get anything worthwhile for him necessarily but um man I, I i wouldn't blame him for leaving why would he want to stay here you know yeah he doesn't have any loyalty to this organization they drafted him that's it yeah so along with columbus um ottawa would probably be another good location for getting him to leave i would i would say so yeah arizona as well presumably unless they get like a new arena yeah um, but like the risk with arizona is i mean that r- new arena is going to a vote now so I think there's a decent likelihood that they get moved. And like, what if they move them to Houston, which would be cool. Yeah. And they take off because that kind of seems like what the plan is. They're just stockpiling assets. And then eventually they're going to like maybe get like Nordiqued and <laughs> have a really good team in a new city. Yeah, I could see that happening too. I, I mean, it, it could also be like, you know, Tavares played for the Islanders and yeah, they played in like a shitty arena or whatever, but you're still in New York. I know it's Long mm-hmm. Island versus like Manhattan or whatever, but like it's still a cool place to live. Totally. And he's still, he's still left for Toronto. True. So if Bedard has it in his head to one day come back to the Canucks, then I, I think it'll happen. Yeah. But obviously we want to make it the decision as easy as possible. Yeah. Now the worst places for him to go. Um, I think, like you said, Anaheim would uh, be bad for coming back to Vancouver. Vancouver. Uh, The absolute worst would be Chicago. For sure. 100%. Because that team does not deserve jack shit. Yeah. Their Uh, fans do not deserve jack shit. Uh, Pittsburgh would be... So Pittsburgh would be bad in terms of like uh, for multiple reasons again those fans don't deserve anything good mm-hmm. uh they've they've had more than enough for them to like suck ass for one year and immediately win the draft lottery would be not only the most pittsburgh thing ever but the most canucks thing ever yeah um and you know bedard would like learn under crosby's I'm, wing and under malkin's wing and just like stay in 
in Pittsburgh forever and become a folk hero. There, I'm right? I'm looking so. at the standings though. They're like 17th in the league, and by points, are they picking per- it up a little bit? Yeah, they're picking it up a bit. Like okay, by points percentage, good. they're like they're they're just like three spots below Florida. Okay, and Buffalo I guess they're, worries they're tied me with a Montreal bit. as well. And they actually Buffalo have a, a, me for a, sure. a plus four goal differential as well. So. Okay. Okay. And actually, as I'm um, looking at goal differential, which isn't the end all be all, uh, Chicago is actually fourth last in the league. Man, um, the Ducks are minus 30. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's Columbus, Arizona. Um, Vancouver's doing a little bit better there. They are only uh, minus nine. Yeah. Yeah. So, which puts them in, is this ninth last? Yeah. Yeah. Ninth last instead of, uh, I guess, sixth last. So. Shout out there, but I guess that's because they score a lot. Yeah, they're, they're, they're outscoring Seattle. They're outscoring Calgary. Uh, they're only two goals behind Edmonton. I, I guess what I'm really waiting for it to bring They're outscoring back to the, the Avalanche right now, although the Avalanche have two games in hand. But the, I, I've, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I've also seen they're like second in the league in goals above expected. So you have yeah. to think that like that shooting percentage is going to come down oh, at a certain I, point. I would imagine. That's why it's always so funny to me to see people and fans talk about, oh, they have to draft a defenseman this year. Uh, you know, they have problems like throughout the entire lineup, right? Like the, my, my, mentality, my mentality with, with drafting too is if you're, if you do have to draft for need, do it from like round three onward, maybe, mm-hmm. but like draft round, round one and two, just draft the best player available because who knows three years from now, you might need a winger, you know, you might need a, a left side defenseman two, two or three years from now. Right. Like you're, you're not drafting, you need a center right now drafting a center 16th overall, because like, that's not going to help you right now. You know, yeah. things, things totally change. Right. It's the same thing with like the idea of, uh, Oh, we have to draw, we have to draft a big, strong guy. Uh, to compete with like LA, you know, they were saying that like years ago and it's like, well, LA is going to start sucking eventually and you're going to be competing with a different team then. And who knows if they're going to be big and strong or what if they're just like small and fast, right? So just draft the best player available, make your own luck, make your own roster, just get the best players on. What's going to happen is LA is going to win two cups uh, after knocking you out in the first round in one year. (laughs) And then uh, they're going to, just kind of stink and trade away a bunch of their assets, but keep uh, a few of their best players and then have a ton of draft capital and a ton of really good looking prospects <laughs> and uh, uh, then be better than you again. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Although they're, so their numbers are weird because they're, so they played 21 games. So the Canucks have three games in hand on them. Mm-hmm. Uh the Kings are nine points ahead, but their goal differential is like, it's like minus four. So like def- defensively, they have not been very good. They've let in the same amount of goals as the Canucks. That's 71 crazy. goals. Yeah. Well, I think their big problem is goaltending, right? I think it is. Yeah. Now, well, that's this, why we've been discussing in the discord. Yeah. Let's trade so, Demko to LA. Yeah. So great time to plug our, our Patreon and with Patreon, you get access to our discord. Great discussions all the time. Lovely game day threads. And what, uh, Tim from our discord has suggested a couple of times is trading Demko to LA for whatever good defensive prospect. They and, have so many good defensive prospects. And, just, just get a couple of them and and a pick and and you're happy, you know. And, and quick coming back. Because quick expires yeah, after this year. So that would like yeah. open up a whole bunch of space. I'm uh, trading uh Demko would be very, very hard for me. But uh <laughs> It's, I mean, 
it, 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 you know, we've discussed this before. Like the Canucks are just treading water, right? Yeah. So if it they stops, have to, they have to make a decision that, one way or another. Then, then yeah. fine, I guess. Yeah. But like, what's the other decision that they're going to make? Trade a bunch of futures for fucking, um, what's his name from Arizona? Oh. Shikarin. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, something like that. It wouldn't like, surprise me. Like, like I got so worried when, uh, when I saw like the Canucks are trying really hard to make a trade right now. I think Sat. Uh, posted something about that mm-hmm. um and it's just like man that's those are some of the scariest words in the english language yeah <laughs> because you know they're gonna make like the other the other quote that was going around was uh aquilini basically telling rutherford like you need to fix this yeah fix it and and that what that means is you need to become good this year yeah that's terrifying like, they shouldn't be good this year you moron look at <laughs> look at the draft what are you fucking talking about god damn it look look more than one month ahead <laughs> Like you, you want, you want two playoff games this year. Okay, so like, I just want someone to fucking go up to Aquilini and be like, "It's, it's literally." And I think Yerky Twenty One posted something about this. There's the Simpsons thing where uh, Homer thinks there's a peanut under the couch, and he and he's like, "Oh, like twenty dollars," and then his brain's like, "Twenty dollars can buy many peanuts." Like that's that's the fuck that's the ex- and Yerky yeah, posted it, something like that with Aquilini. That's the exact thing where it's like. Oh, like like a future first round pick, like uh, or like a rebuild or whatever. He pulls it up from under the couch and he's like, "Oh, I want I wanted playoff revenue. A rebuild can bring lots of playoff revenue down the road." Like, oh my god! Uh, I really he's I mean he's a complete moron, obviously. But it's just like how how do you not understand it at this point that like you your team is not good enough and it's never going to be good enough and you have to take a step back to take take a step forward. Like it it's depressing, but but. It's going to have to happen one time, one day or another, right? Exactly. It's, I, well, it's, I, I would hope so. I, you <laughs> would hope so. But like the, the team's only going to get worse under his current construction. If the team gets worse, you're not going to keep Pedersen. And then what? Are you going to make like a, you, they can always fuck it up by like, you know, throwing a bunch of money at whoever the, the big free agent like would be JT Miller from a different team and fuck themselves over that way. But yeah, who are the, the big free agents coming up? The, the uh, Pat, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, <laughs> uh, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Klingberg, uh, Pacioretty, Pasternak. Now that's that's a guy that I actually wouldn't mind them signing cool. because he's legitimately so good. But I'm, that's going to take like thirteen million dollars a year minimum. Yeah, and like it's it, it, even that's not going to make them. Uh... A playoff team, right? No, no, of course not. Or it's um, especially not going to make them a playoff contender because I do see a reality where they could somehow still make the playoffs this year, you know? There's some really good players available. I mean, obviously, we're doing the thing where we're looking at the UFA list uh, in November and, you know, half these guys will be re-signed by then. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, you've got Timo Meyer, Bo Horvat, Dylan Larkin, Pasternak, um, it's a it's a good it's a good free agent lineup right now. No one really on on defense, um, which maybe is is good for the Canucks not doing anything <laughs> too stupid. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's there's some good scoring available as of now. Uh, obviously, that's going to change uh, over the now, next few months. But um, before we wrap up today, let's talk about Bo Horvat a little bit. Because yeah. been reported by a couple people that there are talks with Columbus, which yeah. I think is a is, really weird location for him to land. 
It and doesn't make any sense to me unless unless he re-signs with them right so, away. So but- here's here's how I think it would make sense. Is yeah, just like you said, it's hard for Columbus to attract players with their like prospect pool and the young players on their lineup. They're probably going to be good in a couple of years, which is why I think they took the flyer on Johnny Hockey when they did, because when those players come up, you're going to have some more veterans around them to help. And it is hard for Columbus to attract players. So I believe like maybe the rationale is we get him traded here. We woo him, throw a bunch of money at him, and then he can help, you know, develop your Cole Sillingers and your Ken Johnson's of the world. But that leads to the question of what would they be sending back? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what they I like. I just I don't know what the Canucks would be targeting. I mean, I would hope it would be picks and prospects. Um, but I no, I just don't think it is. I think it's a trade where they want to not come out ahead, but like have players that can play right now. Here's you know? the depressing thing. Um. I was listening to Canucks talk and, and Trance brought up like, yeah, if they make a trade for Horvat to Columbus, it's probably going to be something like Andrew Peak, And I think it was uh, Jack Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, they're young players age 25, 24. Like Peak would probably be your fourth best defenseman. Like of yeah. all the almost top four defensemen tweeners that you have, that'd be the best one. And it just totally took the wind out of my sails. Cause I was, like, well, maybe Columbus is stupid enough to give them their first round pick this year or a, uh, what's his name for Kent Johnson? Um, yeah, I, like, I don't, I don't think so. I, I, I mean, I, Columbus, I think maybe is possibly, I, I don't like, I don't get the feeling that they're desperate to necessarily make the playoffs this year. The Goudreau signing made it seem that way, but it, you know, yeah, they, don't have like, to, they don't necessarily have to make Goudreau happy. He's there now. Right? Yeah. And like with Rinsky out, like. There's, there's, I don't think any shot and they're like goalies have looked awful. Oh, their, so. their defense is fucked. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it is best case for them to tank for Bedard and yeah. I'm sure they're happy to do it, which makes the Horvat rumors make zero sense unless it's for like next year uh, when everyone's healthy and they have a, mm-hmm. you know, a solid young team, but uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, obviously if they're trading for him, he has to resign, resign with them because yeah there's no reason for them to make that trade otherwise, but I just, I worry about what the Canucks would be targeting. I, I like, uh, Denton, uh, Matichuk, uh, one of their defensive prospects. He's, mm-hmm. he's good. I don't think there's any way they would trade their first rounder this year. I guess you could trade it with like lottery protections possibly, but yeah, um, it just seems really, I, I, I don't see a match there. It It's two bad teams that are struggling. I, I, I don't, I, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me. But again, nothing the Canucks do makes sense to me, mm-hmm. and really, nothing the Blue Jackets do makes sense to me either. So, and, uh, well, uh, maybe another, it'll happen. Another thing that I I heard in relation to this, uh, it was Dollywall again was saying that he knows that there hasn't been any like asking for permissions for Columbus to talk to Horvat's agent about anything like that. So who knows? Excuse me, how much like actual talks there have been or if it's just kicking yeah. tires because i would imagine quite a few teams have kicked the tires on uh on horvat oh i i would hope so yeah i mean i i think he's i i haven't looked at 
who else is really like out there uh, in terms of rumors. I guess it's like Kane and Taves would be one yeah, of the big ones potentially. Which, but that- I mean, if you wait to the deadline with Horvat and you have Taves out there as well, you know GMs are going to be like, well, this guy know how, knows how to win. He's a proven yeah. performer. And Taves is going to cost less than Horvat as well. The only thing would be Chicago is going to do right by Kane and Taves because they have such big like no move contracts or whatever. So they might be limited in like where they would be willing to be traded to. Yeah. Similar to like Giroux going to to Florida last year. But Philadelphia got a pretty good return for Giroux. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean I, I just I really I, I really hate that we're repeating the whole JT Miller thing again where it's like, well I, you know, I like they'll, it. They'll, they'll, they'll I think it's good. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just really seems like we're going around in circles and I guess that's just being a Canucks fan, unfortunately, yeah. but well, yeah, maybe they'll give us something else to talk about next week. It's they definitely will because they're either going to get blown the fuck out by Vegas and Colorado, or they will somehow win a couple of those games. So either way, we'll have something to talk about. Yeah, and we'll have another bonus episode. Yeah, we're going to do uh, another bonus episode well. probably on Thursday, so it won't be immediately post game. Uh, available both video and audio on our Patreon when it comes out. Uh, and we've Patreon. got some good plans for. I hate this team. For video uh, bonus episodes coming yeah, up, too. Yeah, we've got so. some, some collabs on the horizon. That's right, yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you if you're if you're donating as well. Uh, the Discord mm-hmm. is a lot of fun, uh, especially with who knows what's going on with Twitter necessarily. So if you do want a good place to discuss hockey, our Discord is the place to do it. Yes, and uh, if you don't want don't want a Patreon sub, that's fine. Please leave us a five-star review yep. on your chosen podcast platform. And uh, regardless, thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Bye. See you next week. Bye-bye. You ready to have some fun? What's up? This is such a tune. It's tough, but it's a tune. I'm just going to go for it. Hope you enjoy it.